Welcome to Beta Talk, a podcast which champions plumbers and heating engineers, covering topics which include plumbing and heating, obviously, and renewables. It's sponsored by IMI Hydronic Engineering, who are doing some excellent stuff trying to make this industry just that little bit better. And today's episode, I was down in Guildford at Guildford College to meet with um, Tony Rees. Now, some of you may know Tony. Tony used to work for ATAG. He's now involved in setting up a gas centre at Guildford uh, College. And I went down there to interview some students. I went down there on one of the IMI training days uh, where you'll find Rob Berridge and Heat Engineer and IMI doing their system training uh, along with um, Kim from the Heating Academy and today on this particular day I interviewed three diploma students. Now I just want to describe uh, what diploma students are. So today I interviewed George, Nicole and Jack. They just literally started their course. I think they were a couple of weeks into it, maybe three and one of the things that really frustrates me in this industry is, and it's not the engineers at all, you know, if engineers um, think that just apprentices go to college, you know, that's that's uh, it's um, not their fault. But manufacturers and our, definitely our organisations should really understand how plumbing training works in this country. I mean, it's complex, don't get me wrong, but they should really understand. So it really frustrates me when everyone jumps on the bandwagon of apprenticeships um, and also you'll see a lot of uh, news, even in mainstream media, about how we need to get into schools and inspire people into trades. That's bonkers. And the reason it's bonkers is hundreds, hundreds of thousands of young people sign up to construction and building surf services courses each year in this country. And that's been exasperated now by the fact that since 2013, young people now have to extend their education till they're 18. So they kind of have to go to college till they're 18. So you've got hundreds of thousands of young people signing up for plastering courses, bricklaying, electrics, plumbing, you name it. So this notion that we need to inspire, there's a skill shortage and we need to inspire young people from schools to not go down the degree route, we're getting them. Colleges are getting them and they're called diploma students. The biggest problem is they can't get apprenticeships. So they go to college with apprenticeships. So they are the, the majority. Diploma students are the majority and the apprentices are by far the minority. So you imagine you're young, you got in a plumbing course, you're really, really enthusiastic, your parents are really enthusiastic and halfway through your course or, or, or through a duration of your course, you realise you're not going to get an apprenticeship. Who's going to take you on? You've got all that you're competing against hundreds of thousands of people from from the previous years that are all trying to find uh, employers. Um, so what I'd really like manufacturers and organisations to really get to grips with and really understand is that it's a big, big struggle for young people. They are doing the courses. Um, there's just not the apprenticeship opportunities out there. So why aren't the apprenticeship opportunities out there? So when I went to college and people my age uh, generation went to college, the only people that went to college were apprentices. That's it. So you had to have an apprenticeship to go to college on a construction course. In the 90s, that changed. So the NVQ system changed all that. So basically anyone could go to college and do the courses. And I'm not saying that's, there's anything wrong with that. But it did create this problem where you get so many people doing the courses and the apprenticeships aren't available. Now, one of the reasons why they're not available is because if you look at the 50s, 60s, 70s, and sort of really early 80s, most people in this game, in the plumbing and heating game, 
were actually employed by your big companies or your councils. That kind of to shift, uh, that kind of to sort of change in the beginning of the 80s and we saw a lot more self-employment to the point where now most of the industry is self-employed. And as you know, if you're listening and you're self-employed, it's tough taking on an apprenticeship. You get no support. Co- uh, colleges and the system and the awarding bodies and the government would like to think you do, uh, but trust me, you don't. Um, I'm involved in this game. It's so super complex. So when I've tried to sort of negotiate um, uh, young people getting apprenticeships with uh, employers or self-employed people, it's bloody complex. There should be much, much, much more financial support for a self-employed person to take an apprentice on. You think of all that valuable knowledge they could be passing on to the next generation. That's where real training happens. It's not uh, with young people listening to people like me in a college in front of a whiteboard, don't get me wrong, they do learn some stuff, they do learn a a lot of good theoretical stuff. Real training, real training happens on site at the workplace. It always has done. It always has done. That's where real training happens. So the real trainer actually is the employer. Now that doesn't mean all employers are particularly good at it, as we can imagine. Uh, Some young people or some apprentices, sometimes they're used as sort of, uh, uh, you know, just as, as a bit of a scapegoat in a dog's body. But the point is the employer kind of is the trainer. So if we supported them more, especially the self-employed people, and invested a lot of time in them self-employed people and money to, uh, to to give them the resources they need to sort of train this next generation, then that would be a better thing. So, yeah, it's very frustrating for anyone involved in further education when, when you hear mainstream media say, oh, we need to, we've got a skills gap, we need to go into schools, inspire people into trades. Crikey, I don't want any more young people feeling despondent. We've got hundreds of them and thousands of them feeling despondent now, thinking, oh, well, I can't get in this industry. Um, so... We met some diploma students. I met some diploma students, George, Nicole and Jack. They'd literally just started this course, as I've said. Um, fantastic, fantastic uh, students, these. So if any uh, manufacturer or any um, employer is listening and, and, and wants to sort of take these t- take these people on, take these students on and, and offer them an apprenticeship, either get in touch with me. The best way to get in touch with me, of course, is via my Twitter, uh, Beta Teach, um, or you can get in touch with Tony Reese at Guildford College and um, hope you enjoy listening to them. It was quite a good episode. This, it's not too long, I don't think, this one. I think it's it's about uh, 20 minutes long. Enjoy. Thank you. Welcome to Beta Talk. I'm back down at Tony's Gas Centre here at Guildford, and I'm joined by three of the... Level 2 you're all on, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Joined by three of the Level 2 students. I've got George, Nicole and Jack... Jack, what did you do here last year? Oh, I did level one plumbing BPEC. How'd you get on with it? Did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. Like, I learned a lot more stuff. And, and yeah. What is what is the uh, the course you're now on at the moment? So it's uh, the level two you're yeah, on. Yeah, so level two plumbing BPEC this year. Right, and you've just literally just started, haven't you? Yeah, about two weeks ago. So, so what are you doing in the workshop at the moment? So we haven't been in the workshop yet, have we? No. no, no, we haven't started in the workshop yet. Oh, I think we're starting at Friday. I think it is. So you're doing theory at the moment, are you? Yeah. And and what what are you what are you learning at theory at the moment? Uh, it's like what was it? Cold, cold water. water. Cold water. Where's water yeah. store? Like where you, where you get all your water from? Oh, right. Now this is exciting stuff. Now the the cold water you'll, you'll start to learn about the water regulations, which. Funny enough, quite a lot of plumbers out there actually don't know. So a lot of people came into the industry through the heating, through the gas route, 
and they don't actually know some of the water regulations. So that's going to be that's always going to be really really good. Um, really focus on your water regs when you do your cold water because that's going to be great for putting down on your um, covering letter when you send off for CVs. Now, your rural diploma students, have you sort of been trying to apply for apprenticeships? Yeah, I've been searching for them. But, like, it's hard. It's quite hard to find them. Yeah. Like, you just got to have the right connections, really, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, get, it's, get I think it's yeah. a lot of, like, who you know, like, friends, family, instead of, you know, people that you don't. You'll find most apprentices are, are apprentices because they've got a relation in, yeah. in, in the industry whereas you, you you are obviously you haven't got any relations in the industry or oh, have you well with uh my uncle used to work for a plumbing firm i think he came here as well 20 30 years ago but he hasn't worked for it for ages so it's quite hard so yeah stuff like that so you so what you've got to find is so you, you and you're going to be competing with lots of people around the country and obviously this is your area it's a guildford your area isn't it yeah uh, nicole you've got your driving license yeah. haven't you so, yeah so that's obviously a great asset for 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 maybe a company wanting to take on the princes. So when you, have they, have they taught you at college how to write good CVs and how to write good covering letters? No, we haven't done no. anything like that. So they might do that this this year. Now, if there was, let's say, a, a YouTube channel that could help you, because one of the things I'm known as beta teaching, one of the things I want to do is sort of set up this YouTube channel that can help, A, a teacher how to sort of write good covering letters and 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 CVs, and also to help revise for your exams and give you real good information that's going to be in, in, in your exams. So when you send a, a covering letter off, what do you think you should put in it? Has anyone got any ideas? Uh, your GCCs, your major skills. Yeah, so that's going to be in your CV, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Qualifications you've got, hobbies, yep. stuff you're interested in. Yeah, and what is what? what could you put? So that will generally be in your CV. What could you put in a covering letter you think would make a an employer want to want to take you on? What have you? Because young people do have skills, and this is what I talk around the country about. Young people have got lots of skills that we probably haven't got. My generation, as you all just said, it took me ages to set my computer up. What do you think you could put on a covering letter that would make some someone want to take you on as an apprentice? Uh, probably like tech skills, like you were just saying. Like if you are handy with like your phone or your laptop, then. That would be helpful if you're working in a company. Yeah, definitely. Because all companies have websites, don't they? And especially, it seems like now, with a lot of stuff, mainly gas, it's all, like, gets plugged into an iPad like a car. Now it's not manual. It's all done by a computer. You stick it in, you find out what's wrong with it. It's the same with a boiler. So it's like, by being a younger generation, in some ways we've been brought up to use technology, and maybe the older generation doesn't doesn't have that. It's harder for them to get to grips around it than, than it probably would be. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I struggle with tech, so even though I'm running a podcast and it looks all technical, I, I do struggle with it. But where your generation has grown up with it, and it is it is going like that, so they're doing some training next door, and they're getting shown how to use particular apps. And your generation are very familiar with apps, aren't you? Mm. So if um, so, first of all, I, I mean, you 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 both all you all seem passionate about getting into the industry. Yeah. Can I ask you why do you want to get into this industry? Is there something that sort of made you think I want to be a plumber or heating engineer well it's a it's a trade like it's something you'll have for life I guess if you learn it while you're young you'll always have it even if you don't stick with it when you're older you'll always have it there to fall back on if you need it I guess without a doubt there's, there's yeah that's that's why I liked it because it's like yes I did want to be a plumber but I thought oh, I might wake up next week and think oh, I don't want to be a plumber but at least there's always going to be tradespeople. it's like you know 
earning great money and technology and all of this and blah 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 is great but actually if you look at like if the world ended who would have to rebuild it it's the brickies it's the sparkies it's do you know what i mean it's it's everyone so i feel like it's really beneficial and also it's just handy like i've lived on my own since i was 16 and i've learned skills like even like just on level one that i think oh at least i didn't have to ring anyone out about it. at least i didn't have to ring the council about that like so for me it's just it's just a good like level one's a good stepping stone to actually just go, like get basic skills and then you know level two i think is for really committing to to the so qualification yeah, to the and the trade level, level two you will learn quite a lot of stuff on level two actually and i mean and the theory and obviously we all kind of tend to not want to learn theory even people that are already out there but there is some real good theory out there uh, or what that you will learn on level two um i think what we're finding in the industry you, you've got a lot of a lot of plumbers and heating engineers now they they want to actually learn this theory they want to look a little bit sharp a little bit better than the rest and as and, and like what's going on with the imi training next door you know they, they're really getting into the science aspect of it now you're all going to have to do a science module who's good at science at school i love oh, science at school it's great isn't it? i loved yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna look, you're gonna really sort of dive, and and some colleges actually teach the science module sort of right at the beginning of level two. Some tend to sort of hang back on, and, and teach it at the end. I don't know what they do here. I'll ask I'll ask Tony a bit later. But one one of the things I want to do is do some. I've, I've put one up actually, um, a revision little episode uh, for science, and I'll be doing a lot more of them. And, and the one I've just done is about weight and mass. Can anyone yeah. tell me the difference between weight and mass? Uh, mass is what it's like. Oh, see, I can't remember really. <laughs> weight obviously is the weight. The mass is like the whole lot. It's like the density yeah. as well, isn't it? Oh, mm, I like that word. So who, who could tell me what... So if, if I said to you, not that I'm going to ask you how much you weigh, but what is the, the, the unit of measurement for weight? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah kilograms usually now. Yeah. Right, now mo most people would say that. Ev everyone, all age groups would say that. When it's actually Newton's. So you measure weight in newtons. It's all to do with gravity. Because if if I was if I was pressing some dumbbells up on the on the moon, I'd be able to do a lot more than I would on the Earth. They're the same weights, right? The same. They've got the same mass, the same material. You know, let's say I've got ten kilos, but up on the moon, I'm gonna be able to do more because they weigh less. So weight is always mass times your gravity. All right. So and you'll learn little things like that. And we have to know sort of things like you don't have to have to know it, but it's when we come to sort of work out pressures yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So and what you're finding now in industry, a lot, lots of the engineers are really getting into the sort of science of it. So if I, if I did some, if, you know, if, if, if I and some manufacturers, we did some sort of revision uh, podcasts and YouTube videos, would you find that helpful? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. definitely. Because like you said, it's, it's, it's remembering stuff, isn't it? Everyone's got different ways of remembering and we don't always remember stuff. So if you've got something there uh, that's, you know, you can always access um, so that's something I'm thinking about doing with a few manufacturers, getting some real good quality revision material that's very, very specific to what students need because there are videos out there, but I don't think they're generally specific to what you actually need for your exams. Mm. Um, and also the podcast revision episode, it means you can sort of, sometimes yeah. Wi-Fi goes down. What's the Wi-Fi like at this college? Um, don't really use it's it. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah like data, really. It's not that that great yeah i mean i've taught colleges where it will sometimes go down whereas it, with, with a podcast with, with your revision episodes it tends mm. to be on your spotify mm. well what actually what do young people use i've got spotify what do you spotify yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah spotify yeah. apple spotify. music really yeah 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 so you can have it there it's on, on your thing you can be on the bus or wherever you get for people as well right? 
can't concentrate in class. Mm. Yeah, especially like what I find, we were just talking about it earlier, is it's like we want to be here and there are some people that obviously are just here because it passes the time for whatever reason. But when they're all talking and messing around, it means I, like we miss a load of information and actually it's quite. it would be then quite nice to then be able to sit, go over it and then it not being a big deal, whereas it's really stressful for me to be in a room filled with people that don't want to be there and then it actually stops me from learning because I can't hear what's going on because they're too busy messing around. It's, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Because obviously, do you do you have theory books, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What ones do you have? The City and Girls You have the City and Girls ones, yeah. don't you? Yeah. They're quite good, aren't they? Have you, yeah. There's a new one that's just come out. I mean, they have got so much information. Um, I mean, do you... I mean, I, did, I didn't when I was younger. I mean, do you read them? Is, is there, do you sort of every now and then we'll have a look or do you just tend to read them when you're in college? Well, it depends. It's like if I've got an exam, then I'll then I'll go over it, but I wouldn't sit there and like have it as bedtime reading because mm. it just gets a bit boring. And whereas if you had sort of an engaging sort of a, a video that was specific, so like let's say your cold water module or your science module, your heating module, would you probably mm. engage with that more? Yeah, yeah it would be a lot easier just to stick it on and then just watch it sort of thing. Mm. So as long as you're hearing it, it'll... Just read something, yeah. Mm. But... And then you can always go back to the book and have a little look in the book and then it's like different ways, whereas I don't think anyone could really look at a book and find it interesting for more than 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 if you, I, mean I, I, I read and I fall asleep half the time. But... Um, what is, if I was to say, so I'll come to you first, George, what was the best thing you learned last year on your course, which was obviously level I, one? I enjoyed the, uh, probably steel work a lot more because it's sort of very handy sort of thing. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's really yeah. weird. Like, that's interesting. It, I remember people just stopped turning up when it got to steel work. I know. Everyone hated wow. it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. When, when I was in, I enjoyed it because uh, you're getting getting your hands dirty you're in there you're actually you're doing it rather, rather than just or... putting pipes together you're actually doing well, it well you, you two see you'll make my um, funny enough I'm staying stand at a very very good friend of mine tonight Paul he's a very very highly regarded uh, commercial engineer in the, in the UK very highly regarded and they still obviously they still thread barrel you know and and, they, and yeah that's interesting because usually I've taught in a few colleges taught quite a lot of students it's the steel that puts everyone off they don't really want to be doing it I think it's because it's not like with copper or plastic it's in some ways you have got a little bit of leeway but yeah. once you get those steel, a couple mil like out a little, of steel yeah. there's there's no like bending it back a tiny bit or you know like, giving, I, it, giving it a little whack against the side of the table say, I enjoy the challenge though like, yeah. if, as long as I get it right when you get it right first time with steel it's satisfying Mm. I find that enjoying. Now, most people, obviously, uh, a lot of people your age, I should say, would, would probably come into college and they think of a plumber or heating engineer as someone that goes around someone's house, a domestic, what we call a domestic plumber heating engineer. Have you actually thought that maybe working in big plant rooms, which is what we call commercial, is it, would that interest either of you? Like, well, I quite like the idea of sewage work, to be honest. Yep, like, yep. I just find it really, really interesting. Yeah, water treatment. I mean, yeah. that's a massive, massive industry. Yeah, and it's good money. Yeah. yeah. And it's... No, I know it's just it's just something that that really interests me. So with one of our trips as well that we went to a so, yeah we went to a water treatment plant and we, they were talking to us about apprenticeships there and it was like forty five grand a year minimum I'm pretty sure. Yeah. What is the uh, so you've done your, you've done your cold water or you started your cold water theory haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. What is uh, something you've learned so far? Uh, well, it's with the uh, like the springs and stuff. I didn't really know too much about obviously where they're filtering through limestone and such and like soft water, hard water sort of thing. 
Yeah, and then like water can be there for like ten thousand years, and yeah. you. So you learn about the water cycle, aren't yeah. you? Water yeah. Cycle, like what's safe to drink, what like what materials can contaminate water, what can be poisonous to you, like all that stuff. Brilliant stuff, and and so you were talking about the water. Did you talk about water hardness just then? Have they talked about? Yeah, yeah, we've gone over it a little bit, haven't we? Yeah, so, so depending on what, what the ground that the water is sort of percolating through and the salt it's picking up, you can have um, temporary hardness and permanent hardness. So, I mean, that's a very, very interesting aspect of it. And obviously, as you say, Nicole, getting water away from us, you know, so I, I always sort of start off teaching, Nicole, what I say, it's about getting water to you that you can drink, which we call wholesome, and then it's about getting water away from us. And actually, because of that, sanitation... Uh, the World Health Organization sees plumbers as the most important health workers on the planet, even above doctors, because sanitation is so vital for the health of humanity. You imagine if you didn't have sanitation, mm. people would die of death and disease. Yeah. So sanitation is such a such a well, big it's like big. The plague, wasn't it? They, yeah, loads of people died because of sanitation. Yeah, it's like in the Middle Ages. Once they started moving the wastes out of the city, the but the health of the people would have went up because otherwise they would have been getting gonorrhea, stuff like, well, stuff like that from the, just their sewage being near where their water is. Yeah, it's a very, very, very important industry. Yeah, like poor countries as well, like Africa, where they don't have proper sanitation. Yeah, I know, I think it's, it's um, like shown with the fact that us as plumbers can end up going to prison for accidentally contaminating stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not... Must, it's probably not hard to do, to be honest. You've picked up on a very, very good point there, Nicole. Contaminating water supply is, an, is actually something that um, I'm quite passionate about, is, and this is where the water regs. So the water regs are very concerned with the contamination of water because if you do contaminate water, you can contaminate whole cities. Yeah. And that's why some of the plumbing regulations are very, very important. We call them backflow. So it's about on, on cross-connections. So... So you'll be studying this pretty soon, actually, on your cold water. And um, I would suggest really, really learn as much about the water regulations as you can because I think it's going to be very, very big in the future. In fact, I know it's going to be very big in the future. Um, now, one of the things, uh, so there'll be manufacturers and there'll also be um, companies listening to this podcast. Are you all interested in getting an apprenticeship? So if they yeah, if they sort yeah, of yeah. if they sort of uh, contact me and say you know, I really was interested in in listening to what these people had to say, so you're all interested in in, in, yeah. in getting yeah, an apprenticeship? Yeah. I feel like it's the next step. Because I feel like the education, yeah. isn't it? I like college; it's good. But then I like the routine of being at work. Like I've worked since I was thirteen, and mm. then it's like I've I've had a baby and stuff, so I've had a bit of time off. Yeah. But it's like I need to get back into that earning money while learning is just ideal and because yeah because then you would you would tend to work four days and you'd come into your college for, yeah. your, for your one day whereas because you come into three days a week is that right if uh, that. yeah we think so yeah, yeah. so that's that's going to be good so if yeah if anyone contacts me i can then forward that that, that information on to you yeah um okay. well thank you ever so much for coming in and chatting to me that's all right that's okay um i'm going to say you know obviously enjoy your studies keep learning you seem all very all three of you seem really really passionate and uh you know, like I say, I've taught a lot, a lot of students, and it's really good to see that passion. And if there's any sort of help I can do with, with hooking you up with some with some companies, Thank I'll do you. that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Cheers. So thanks for listening to that episode. That's uh, another Beta Talk episode, which is sponsored by IMI Hydronic. 
and I hope you got to sort of understand a little bit about diploma students, uh, what they do, and one of the reasons you'll find a lot of people working in further education, the FE sector, is it's, it's quite inspiring. It's it's great um, sort of imparting knowledge onto young people and and seeing them young people get really excited about entering the industry. As as I discussed earlier at the beginning, uh, one of the real sort of sad situations we've got is that a lot of the young people want to get into the industry but then realise that the apprenticeship opportunities just are not out there. It's a funny one. It's it's very complex further education. Um, I don't think anyone's to blame. Um, I sidestepped. So I've been teaching since 2006, and then obviously this last year I've been doing lots of other things. It's still an enjoyable uh, thing to be doing. So if anyone wants to get involved in further education, sort of drop me a line and I'll, I'll try and give you a few hints and tips. <laughs> it's hard work. It's tough. Because uh, you've got you know the actual lectures or the trainers or the instructors have got a, a, a strata of managers above them who are under a lot of pressure and they've got to tick boxes and above them you've got senior management teams who've got to tick boxes. Everyone seems to be having to tick a box um, when in reality we should be educating the next generation and uh, it is very frustrating. The system, uh, in my opinion, it's only my opinion, the system is broken. Um, but there's lots of good people involved in it and that's all strata so you'll find that lecturers like myself um, get frustrated with management or senior management principals and even awarding bodies I mean city and guilds know me very very well um, but it's not their fault there's some great people working in city and guilds it's I don't know how it's gonna uh, be rectified but what I do think is good I think manufacturers I mean I know I talk to a lot of manufacturers now and if you are a manufacturer out there and you've just listened to this one and you want to know how you can help, get in touch with me. Because I do think manufacturers are going to be able to help with this whole thing of training a little bit more than they do. You know, manufacturers have got the money. Boy, have they got the money, some of them. Um, you know, and some of them are prepared to spend millions worldwide on crap merchandise and all these rubbish other sort of marketing tactics they do when probably you're going to be marketing yourselves better if you invest in the next generation. That's just, once again, my opinion. So once again, thank you for listening. And if you want to get in contact, the best way to do it is via my Twitter account, which is Beta Teach, And you can also contact me on my email, which is learn at betateach.co.uk. Thank you for listening. <laughs>